Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. Are you? Wow. Yes, with very choppy connection. <laughs> I'm ready for sex with Jaya. We're ready for sex, Jaya. I'm ready, but I can barely <laughs> okay. hear you. I'm live today from the Adult Novelties and Video Show in Las Vegas. Just got off the air with Playboy Radio with Jessica Drake. It's always wild. And, of course, I have my new favorite toys for this year. I'll chat about that a little later. First, it's disclaimer time. The content presented on the show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the U.S. FDA. The information and products discussed on the show are not in any way medical advice. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content. Before making changes to your diet and lifestyle, please consult your physician or naturopathic doctor. Using this informational content without first consulting your health professional is your right as a human being, and my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply these ideas you hear on the show if you're not willing to assume this risk. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jaya. Hey, Jaya. Hello. Well, in today's world, we've disconnected ourselves from our sexual nature. We've disconnected ourselves from the wild, from getting wild. And from this episode, I hope that you give yourself permission to rewild. Daniel Vitalis, he's a leading health, nutrition, and personal development strategist, as well as a nature-based philosopher. And, well, I think he's super sexy in that warrior man kind of way. And I saw him speak at the Longevity Now conference and instantly resonated with many of the things he spoke about. But the biggest being this idea of rewilding ourselves. I think that men especially have lost touch with being men and protecting and knowing how to survive and how to take a woman. In this show, we're going to share a wide variety of ways that you can rewild and put the oomph back in your loins. But before we get to Mr. Wild, Daniel Vitalis, the Jingslingers from Jingslingers.com are here. Take it away, Sir Jay and Lady Joy. So happy to hear you. And I'm so excited that we have Daniel on the show today. Um, he's one of my favorite presenters. As a matter of fact, his PowerPoint at um, one of the last longevity uh, conferences really resonated with me as well. And it was his analogy using the gray wolf and the domesticated dog and how we're so we've become so domesticated. Um it was both inspiring and really thought-provoking. The importance of reclaiming and honing our instincts, that primal, innate sense, um, has never been more important uh, or more crucial. In fact, our own adaptability here at the House Jaya was a little challenged because the, the, the gas propane tank went out. And we were doing cold, cold showers when it was 30 degrees. So we were rewilding ourselves uh, <laughs> a little unwittingly over the last couple of days. Um, but there was a really great... Um, uh, illustration that happened while we were uh, out on the deck, actually kind of working on, on the show. And we're here in the Topanga Canyon, and we were watching a coyote that was just kind of sauntering through the canyon, even though he was being feverishly tracked by this yellow Labrador. Well, the yellow Labrador, of course, is a domesticated dog, but he was really having some fun with him. This lab was like six paws in nine different directions and skiddling all over the place, trying to use his nose. But his clumsiness was so obvious because he was so domestic. And this coyote would actually stop and sit and let the dog get really close, be smirky, and then take off again because the dog was so out of practice being wild. He was trying desperately to find his wild center so um that became like a really important part of what we were going to talk about today which is finding that wild center and how you can do that and how you can kind of know where you are now um it was a great lesson by the way in grabbing our own primal primordial gifts and revitalizing them and doing it right now 
Yeah, and, and wildness, it corresponds also to adaptability and also to the ability to use your instinct and, and intuition. And really, in, in the modern times now, we, that gets covered over quite a lot by all the stimuli that we have in today's world. And so it can really um, behoove us to, to tap into nature and be able to unplug um, from, from all of that from you know constant toxification from the things that we eat whether it's you know pesticides in food or, or rancid oils and processed foods um demineralized foods things like that and then uh, just chemicals in the home and uh, detergents and hair and beauty products plugins in, in the house all those things dull the senses so they they really contribute to an overall numbness that that we have um, with our instinct. So we, we really have to uh, practice that, practice improving our, our instinct and, and intuition. Uh, something I, I touched upon last week was um, was the hands, uh, when we we're talking about the, the meridians on, on the hands. Um, but the um, the ability to use our hands has really developed um, our brains and, and may even be the, the single thing that um, led us to the um, development of language. And uh, children who use their hands in creative endeavors growing up, uh, particularly playing a musical instrument, they have um, faster and greater brain and nervous system development. And uh, you can also see this like in senior centers in Japan where um, seniors do origami to, um, to help them to uh, retain their, their mental capacities. Um, but also um, the walking um, in, in, in Taoism, they talk about walking on flat surfaces actually decreases your adaptivity. So um, in Taoist practices and, and practices like Bagua, um, you consciously walk slowly on uneven surfaces, and that increases your, your adaptiveness because it actually develops your nervous system. And so it increases your ability to, to adapt to all things. And that's why when we see, you know, so many people now adapting and using, for example, the five-toed Vibram shoes, it allows that, that your feet to do what they're supposed to do, be that your little toe becomes that outrigger and allows you to feel your whole body beginning back in your own skin. Um, your personal adaptability is a critical measure of, the, of your health and happiness. And to effortlessly and instinctively pick up those cues and, and feeling, you know, completely and full-on in your own skin is a lost art. We have to get it back. And um, and by getting it back, by getting outside and um, doing all the outdoor activities, whether it's just hiking, climbing rocks, uh, you know, and then setting up campfires, doing all, all of that, you know, <laughs> outdoorsy stuff, you're, you're creating completely different um, ner- nervous system pathways um, in your brain. And it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. It can be as simple as when you wake up in the morning, um, skin brushing, mm-hmm. you know, revealing yourself, you know, actually skin brushing from, you know, all of your extremities towards the heart with a, a nice firm brush is one of the things I learned when I was at uh, Tree of Life with Dr. Cousins. And that alone, besides getting your lymphatic system running, um, actually puts you back in touch with all the things that we kind of zip through the morning and don't really pay attention to all of our cells. We look at our face in the mirror and that's what we pay attention to instead of everything from, you know, fingers, toes up. Um, the other thing are the herbs that we can take. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different adaptogenic herbs that really help us. Um, and it's one you don't have to really think about it. It just kind of does it on its own. Um, gynostema. You know we love gynostema tea. I don't think there's a show that's gone by. We haven't <laughs> talked about gynostema tea and ginseng and, and shizandra. And reishi mushroom. And reishi mushroom. Reishi mushroom, the great protector, reishi mushroom. Um, actually, uh, D-Love's been taking reishi mushroom, haven't you, D-Love? I have been digging on the reishi nut mushrooms and the shizandra this last uh, week and a half. My energy has been uh, much more balanced, and it's uh, I was pretty impressed Like just you know, with that feeling of calm and, mm. and uh, everything's okay. Yeah, and and that's a perfect example. That's increasing your adaptability. You know, the things that used to create a, a stress response or you know fight or flight response, now you're able to just you know take take as it goes and 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 flow with it, and you don't get that that adrenal hit of the those uh, stress hormones. Like we watched that Labrador have. <laughs> he was just so stressed. It was too funny. Well, he he was lucky. Yeah, the Labrador was lucky because he he got called. By his owner, 
and uh, eventually, and he he went running off because uh, we we heard soon after that the coyote joined up with his buddies in uh, <laughs> Labrador and had something coming to him if uh, if he hadn't gone back to his owner probably. And it actually comes to a really oh, important wow. important point. You know, who's calling in your game plan? Who's calling mm-hmm. in your cues? Is it society? Is it commercials? Is it the the next best thing you thought it might be, or is it your own instincts? Mm-hmm. Listen to yourself. Listen to these masters who, who have gone back to rewild themselves like Daniel and uh, be able to give us some more clues about how to get back in that space. Mm. Great. Well, thank you so much, jingslingers.com. Our time has come to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be on with, uh, I'm calling him Mr. Wild, Daniel Vitalis now. Uh, more Sex with Jaya when we return. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. So I'm here in Las Vegas and I'm looking around at all kinds of hot women and all kinds of different products, and I have, you know, I have a whole bog, bag of prostate massagers, and D-Love, you're going to be very happy when we, when I get home. Um, and there's lots of lubricants here, but you know what? None of them are natural. Um, I'm just always appalled when I look at the ingredients. Nothing compares to aloe cadabra. It's good for your body. It's natural as nature, and I think I use it all the time. So alicadabra.com, use coupon code JAYA for 20% off. That's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. Now we are here with Daniel Vitalis. I'm so excited. I have been so excited to have you on, Mr. Daniel Vitalis. Oh, thank you very much. I've been uh, actually pretty <laughs> excited myself. Yay, yay, yay. I saw you at the Longevity Conference, and you talked about rewilding, and, you know, I was just squirming in my seat because I get all excited about some of the things you were talking about. 
And I see so many people in my practice who need some rewilding. Let me tell you, like, like I'm talking couples who sit in bed with one another texting instead of making love, you know, <laughs> like they're, they're playing Tetris uh, or whatever. Right. So what do you mean by this term rewilding? What is that? All right, I'm, I'll do my best, Jai, to sum that one up quickly. It's a big subject, but essentially <laughs> here's what I'm talking about. Um, I think everybody knows the, sort of the difference between um, maybe an Alaskan Malamute or a um, a Husky and a Shih Tzu or a Mini Poodle or a you know a Dachshund. The right. the difference is when we look at those two dogs, we're actually looking at exactly the same species, but what we see that's different is the sort of breeding and the domestication. The mm-hmm. all dogs in the world are the same species. This is really interesting because I think. You know, I always just thought there was, you know, 500 different species of dogs. And what I found out is there's actually only one species, but there's a lot of varieties in that breed. Uh, they all descend from the gray wolf. And so every dog you've ever seen, all your neighbor's dogs, your friend's dogs, every dog you've ever had, every dog at the pet shop, is actually technically is a gray wolf. And the reason it doesn't look like a gray wolf anymore is because of how domesticated it's become. And this isn't true just of dogs, but it's true of our foods like um, broccoli and kale and collard and uh, cabbage and Brussels sprout. Those are actually all the same species. You know, we sometimes think we eat a lot of different vegetables, and if you really look, you find out we actually only eat a couple of vegetables, and they hail from wild foods. And just like the gray wolf and the dog, I think if a lot of us saw the uh, wild food from where our vegetables come, we might not recognize it. Well, it's true of us, too. And what we see today, what we look around and see in our cities, what we look around and see in our towns, and we think of as, as homo sapiens, I think that we're actually really a domesticated form of the wild form of human being, and the wild form of the human being are indigenous people, the people who are, are hanging on by a thread now, but we can still find in little isolated pockets around the world. They're the wild form of the human, the way that the gray wolf is the wild form of the dog. Now, we, like our shih tzus and poodles and our broccolis and our kale, we're, we're no longer really fit for our environment anymore. We're fit now for a sort of, just like the poodle, just like the shih tzu, we're really fit for these urban environments where we interact with each other, but not really with our environment, not really with um, wild landscapes, not really with weather, not really with hot, not really with cold. We're really designed to live indoors now. So the idea of rewilding for me, what that's about is it's about just doing little things every day to challenge our bodies and get us a little more fit for living on our own planet. And it doesn't mean, you know, going back to live like indigenous people on the landscape, although, I mean, it's a romantic idea, but it really just means, hey, how do I become a bit more of an earthling and stop acting like I'm on, you know, Star Trek? Right. <laughs> so I also see, thank you for that, and thank you for being succinct because I know we could talk about that topic the entire show. Um, I see a lot of men in my practice who are ashamed of their sexuality, and, I, and, and women, you know, both men and women, we're just ashamed of this wild aspect of ourselves. And they're afraid to be men especially. Like men are afraid, like, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. There's sort of this soft thing happening. And David Data, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he talks about couples needing polarity in order to create passion between them. Thank you God. know, like men to be masculine and women to be feminine. Right. Well, you know, I have my own kind of views of the male female thing and and it could get that could be a whole other show. But I do think that men today are afraid to be men. I would love your two cents on this. Wow, well, I mean, I think you just brought up a couple of different topics there, so I would like to hit it from two different angles. And the and the sure. first one I want to say is you know, just like, um, to keep with the rewilding theme, just like a lot of dogs, what we'll do to them is sort of uh, cut parts of them off, like maybe we cut off their, what we call docking their tail or, or clipping their ears. You know, a lot of us men have been cut and clipped as well sexually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, a lot of us have endured a kind of ritual sexual abuse where um, the equivalent of the clitoris, you know, the, 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 the enervated uh, part of our penis has been uh, uh, exposed by clipping away the foreskin, and this creates a massive um, psychological burden in addition to physical dysfunction. So uh, circumcised men out there or women who are listening who are with a man who's circumcised, I think it's important to know that when you've been circumcised, and, and I've been circumcised, so I speak from my own experience here, your penis does not work um, the way nature intended it to. In other words, it's, it's now, it's been changed and it doesn't work properly. Um, and so that's a huge hurdle for us to overcome. 
And uh, associated with that is a huge emotional, psycho-emotional um, bit of baggage that we start to carry. And actually, there's some great preliminary research I saw recently showing um, the relationship between circumcision and personality disorder. And what it showed was that um, it makes uh, it, there's, a, there's a big correlation, at least. The preliminary research indicates that men who've been circumcised have a difficult time communicating emotions, even tapping mm-hmm. into their own emotions, even being aware that they have certain emotions. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the... Um, Interesting things in the study, it said that men often felt, who'd been circumcised, often felt like robots. Um, so that's one part of it, is that we've endured kind of a sexual um, abuse that started very early on, and it sets up big distrust for mommy, I think. And I think a lot of men go into their sexual adulthood um, feeling distrustful and angry, because I think internally there's a bit of blame game going on, blaming mommy for what happened. And, and so I think that's one piece of it. The second piece of it, you know, this sort of feminization of the modern male, I mean, that's, you know, there's several things going on there as well. And some of it's chemical, and it has to do with things in our environment that are estrogenic, and men have ingested a lot of these estrogens, things like PCBs and plastics, and these things we know are hormone disruptors, and they're actually changing men. We're seeing a huge increase now in baby boys being born with testicles that don't fully descend. Uh, We're seeing um, a lot of uh, gynomastia. That's where men start to develop breast tissue. We're seeing a very different male than we were seeing in the past, and also going on is a huge cultural shift from the real macho man of the 70s and 80s with the sort of chest hair poking out and the big mustache that was the phallic display. Uh, We now see the metrosexual male really being um, pushed in culture. So we have this chemical thing going on that's happened from all of these um, xenoestrogens we've pumped into the environment and into men. Uh, we have a cultural shift and media pushing a shift, and then associated in the background running is all this sexual trauma. I think men are so confused right now, and mm-hmm. added to that, we realize how oppressive our masculinity had become, and we feel a lot of guilt about that. So we're trying to tiptoe around that, and we've gone, you know how it is, it's like a pendulum swing. We've gone so far to the other extreme now that I think a lot of women are sort of going like, hey, where'd all the men go? Yeah, <laughs> and, and they don't. And on one level, they don't want them to come back out. Oh yeah, it's interesting because we're seeing too, like that more and more women starting to take on these roles in say in business as CEOs now, and and uh, a lot of women running companies now, and and men really kind of fading back into the background. And um, I think you know, it's it's always it's it's an extreme thing. It's that needed to happen to a degree. It just doesn't need to happen all the way. We might be taking this a little bit far. And I really like what David Dida says. And I got to say in my own relationship, and I feel, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure my, my, my girlfriend, my goddess, my queen's listening to this, or is going to be listening to this. And, and I just got to say, she and I have such a healthy, beautiful relationship when we compare it to the relationships around us. And um, we feel really blessed, and I think that comes from a huge celebration of what's feminine and what's masculine and really letting the partner explore that polarity um, because it keeps our relationship super juicy. And uh, we, we're really big believers in that. I don't think we subscribe to it in a sort of religious sense or, or anything like that or a culty sense, but, but she really celebrates my exploration of what's masculine, and I really celebrate her uh, exploration of what's feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, these are things that are really fun to play with. Like, I love the idea of role-playing and, like, how deep can you go into your masculine so that I can just melt completely. And then there are times when I want to take control, <laughs> you know, and and that's really fun. And I think that, you know, for for us, for me, you know, I'm always teaching have all the options, you know, be open to all the options and be open to playing with these ideas and be open to playing with some of the things we're talking about today on the show so, and guys, I just want you to all know that I have complete and total compassion with you. I couldn't agree more with Daniel. I'm a huge advocate for, you know, circumcision and not, you know, not circumcising. My son is not circumcised. And also know you can grow some of your foreskin back. You know, there is something you can do called foreskin restoration, which I have done a show on, so you can go back and listen to that on how to do that. Um, you know, so there are things that you can do if you're feeling like, oh, my God, I was circumcised and, you know, totally panicking. I'm there broken, are things I'm that broken. you can do to kind of get out of that. Go ahead. 
I'm broken. I'm broken. You're, yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel's I'm always you. coming back to you're not broken. Okay. <laughs> I'm loving this. Thank you, Daniel, so much for coming on. And what is your website that you want people to go to before we go to break? They can go to my website, danielvitalis.com. DanielVitalis.com. I just love that your last name is Vitalis, and I think of vitality. So DanielVitalis.com. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Daniel about, you know, just the prostate, some more men's stuff, tips about keeping your prostate healthy, and more about going back to this idea of rewilding, especially in regards to our sex lives. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. I'm live from Las Vegas at the A&E show, and this year my favorite pick is a massage table. Yes, I know you guys are all thinking, oh, boring, all these sex toys and porn stars and everything else, but you know what? This massage table is very special. I want one. Of course, it costs a gazillion dollars because the guy's just making them like in his garage, but the thing like opens the legs. It does all these amazing things. It's specially designed for erotic massage. Speaking of erotic massage... I gave them, the, the, the people who are making the massage table, copies of my Red Hot Touch videos, and they came up to me today. They were like, oh, my God, they're the best massage videos. We've been doing massage forever. I was so honored. The people who, love, who make the massage table that I love, love my videos. So <laughs> you can get them at redhottouch.com, their award-winning DVD series on erotic massage. You'll learn over 100 strokes to melt your lover beneath your hands and maybe get a little wild. Redhottouch.com. What do you love? Are these bondage uh, beds? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. You and your Mr. Want to be tied down. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes, they are. Um, You could tie things. They're made out of metal, so, I mean, they're pretty sturdy. You haven't sent photos of them. No, I haven't. 
I, I forgot the camera again today. I'll send photos tomorrow. All right. All right. So we're talking with Mr. Daniel Vitalis about rewilding yourself, and you can go to his website. It's the name, danielvitalis.com. And um, we, so we were talking about getting masculine, and we've been kind of going on of our philosophies. But I want to give some people some anecdotes. Um, what would you say, Sir Daniel, to a man who wants to get his masculine back, who's you know maybe lost it from estrogens and circumcision and all of the cultural stuff that's out there? What does he do? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'll share what I, what works. What's been working for me. And and you know, I was a guy who grew up with no dad, had a stepdad for a little while, gotten taught none of the things that you know men used to be taught and i saw a huge void in my life and and um for me learning to build fires learning to keep fires for me uh learning to hunt learning to fish learning to shoot you know i model my whole approach uh, it's rewilding and i model it off indigenous people the same way if a chihuahua wanted to figure out how to live a little more like a wolf well he'd need to look to the wolf i look to the indigenous people and when i see there in the males is a warrior sage archetype. Um, learning the warrior arts, learning the martial arts, and learning the, the ways of the male sage have been really, really important to me. So, um, and a lot of those things just have to do with getting outdoors and doing things that men have always done. And like I said, for me, that's been things like archery and shooting. It's been things like um, uh, learning how to build and maintain fires. It's been doing sweat lodges with other guys. It's been... Um, processing with other males and um, even competing with other males. And I think right now there's this huge anti-masculine kind of movement in the world, and we, we start thinking competition is there's something wrong with us. And actually competition, the roots of that word, really what it means is to um, bring out each other's excellence. Mm. And what I've learned for myself is that um, it is my testosterone that causes me to want to sort of compete, not against other people to conquer them, but against myself. This is a very male thing, and a thing I think we shouldn't suppress. Um, I think really expressing the protector archetype and um, having a partner who really lets you express that so that if you want to express this very fundamental male, this is 200,000 years of adaptive evolution, protecting hunting, bringing things back. This is stuff that men have always done, and I think that allowing ourselves and having compassion on ourselves to explore those things are really critical, and having somebody also uh, being able to do all of those male things and also being able to laugh at it and not take it too seriously I think is really important as well so that um, you know, my partner and I, we can really laugh at uh, and joke about me exploring these masculine things, but at the same time we don't suppress it because when you suppress your competitive edge, your testosterone goes down. You need to mm -hmm. keep your testosterone flowing and pumping, and it's testosterone is that thing that makes us goal-oriented. So when we start to get rid of that competitive edge, we start to dull down our testosterone. And I want to say this, too. This gets real controversial in my community because I'm in the nutrition world, but um, men, when you stop eating red meat, your testosterone drops 10% immediately. doesn't mean you've got to eat it all the time, but, um, you know, never having it actually does decrease your testosterone. And uh, this is a time in history where you don't want to decrease your testosterone because it's already happening anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tweak mm -hmm. Jaya here. When uh, you come back from Vegas, I'm going to take Eamon out hunting. We're going to buy some guns. We're going to buy some bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's something I never saw myself do. I mean, I was like the yogi, you know, in my 20s, and I never thought this would be things that I would be interested in. But... Um, the further I've gone back into the study of human history and where we come from and what is essentially human, um, the more I've gained appreciation and respect. And I think when we think of a Native American person hunting, say, or uh, a San Bushman hunting, we don't have that same negative association we have to um, a redneck hunter here in the States. Um, we, we have two different archetypes there. And so I'm coming from that perspective of where Native people come from, which is a, a desire to be part of your landscape, work and honor your landscape. So I'm not talking about the, you know, the Budweiser and shotgun out in the woods kind of thing. I'm talking about really learning to connect with the, the animals in your landscape, connect with the food from your landscape. Because for me, a huge part of rewilding is actually harvesting food out of my environment rather than uh, taking food out of supermarkets, which comes from a massive agricultural and domestication program, which is really why we're in this environmental problem that we have today in the world. I mean, honestly, the further we go into that kind of paradigm, the worse off the world gets. And so the hunter-gatherer people give us the greatest model of sustainability um, that's ever existed, and their men were uh, warrior sages. And the hunter-gatherers also were all uh, 
having sex with one another and not having monogamy. I just have to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Another show altogether. Yeah, yes, I know it's another show, but no, you can look at that archive, Sex at Dawn, with uh, Christopher Ryan. <laughs> Anyone who knows my story knows I'm, uh, I'm not anti-monogamy. I'm just, uh, I, uh, I have to throw that in. Because I love the hunter-gatherers, and and one of the theories that you know Christopher Robin throws, out, Christopher Ryan throws out there is Christopher Robin. Haha, <laughs> that slip from being a mom. Um, Christopher Ryan throws out there is actually you know this was paradise on earth. We think we live in the greatest time right now, but actually you know like that was probably the greatest time in existence um, because of the way that we lived with the earth and and the way that our sexuality was. Yeah, what we're seeing today, I just want to say this, this idea of marriage and the idea of monogamy and all of that is really born out of the domestication of our species. So mm-hmm. the further we domesticate, the more rules we impose on ourselves and the more we try to suppress the animal. You see, that the wildness thing is related to the animal thing. So anything that reminds us that we have any animal tendency, we try to suppress, be it body hair, be it body odor, be it eating. We try to make eating look so prim and proper, right? We can't eat with your hands. Our sexuality, everything gets rules and um, legislation imposed upon it to further and further and further us from where we come from and um, to deny the fact that we're, we're another animal that lives on this planet. I mean, granted, we are a unique animal but um yeah it's to make us um it's to reduce our wildness and uh, mm-hmm. so i would agree with you and that's what i see in the great studies on the son bushman which show that they'll do temporary monogamy and then when they get kind of bored with it they just part uh and it's and it's easy breezy for them yeah yeah i love it all i like it i like the conversation so there's so i have like a hundred million questions coming up and i, I want to kind of get off this topic and onto the prostate but just you know i uh, anyway, I won't, I won't ask it because I want to go to the prostate. <laughs> Everyone will have to be in the mystery as to what I was going to ask. Okay, so for one moment at the longevity conference, you were on the floor. Some woman asked, well, you have to tell the guys what their prostate is because they don't even know. Um, and you were showing everyone where the prostate is. And I, of course, was in my seat, like, wanting to jump up and down and come up on stage with you and teach a whole lesson on the prostate. Um, <laughs> so I don't think you're shy about the topic, but what tips would you give men to keep their sexuality, you know, healthy, especially in this area? <laughs> well, it's funny because I think for the average guy, they're like, they're pro- you know, they see the inside of their body like that game Mousetrap, right? They assume that inside there, there's like maybe some wheels and some cogs and some bolts and nuts. People don't know what's inside their skin. <laughs> uh, your prostate, yeah, it's the equivalent of the uterus, right? So just like the, the glands of the penis is the equivalent of the clitoris, right? And the sort of scrotum is the equivalent of labia. And we, we share the, almost the same anatomy sort of turned inside out. Our, our prostate is the equivalent of the uterus. Most men don't even know where their prostate is until it's too late until they're starting to have problems. The prostate uh, sits right in your perineum. And, guys, um, you might want to reach in there and touch it sometimes so that you're oh. familiar with where it is. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing because um, if you, and, you know, I'm sure this has been talked about plenty, but um, men, touching your prostate can make you ejaculate. I mean, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a pleasure button. In glorious just, ways. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a surprise the first time. Um, but yeah, men don't know where it is, and it's an organ that you can actually reach up and touch. It's about the size of a walnut if it's at its normal size. Um, here's a couple things I'll say. One, touch it. Get familiar with it. It's kind of like um, the first time you do a colonic, if anyone's ever done that, you, you for the first time can really feel where your colon is, and that's really helpful. I mean, people know where the bottom of their colon is, but you fill the colon with water, getting a colon hydrotherapy session, you become intimately aware of your colon. Same thing. Get in there, touch your prostate, just basically put your finger in your butt, curl it forward, it, you'll find it. You'll know when you get there. Um, the the thing about the prostate is that, you know, we are restricted. Again, this comes back to the rewilding thing. Our clothing restricts us. And most people never really get out of their clothing. I'm amazed. People wear clothes to bed. People, I mean, the only time people are naked is when they shower sometimes. This is crazy to me. So get your clothes off and squat down, guys. If you can't get into a squat, then your prostate's getting squeezed. So you should be able to squat, and you know, most countries and, and wild people, incidentally, um, go, they have their bowel movements in a squat position. If you ever visited Asia, even some parts of Europe, uh, the toilets are squat toilets. Then you don't sit on a throne. This is not really good for our, our bowel movement anyway, but, um, but people squat every day because they go to the bathroom every day. 
In our culture, most people never get beyond that 90 degrees when we sit in a chair. If you can't squat down, your prostate's not going to age well. So one is squat down and start to stretch out your pelvic floor. This is critical. Second thing I'll say real quickly is I'm a huge believer in the herb stinging nettle for a lot of different uses. But the root of stinging nettle is very, very powerful for men. The, the root of stinging nettle, not only does it keep free testosterone in your blood, but it protects your prostate membrane from having DHT accumulate on it. And that's one of the culprits, or at least believed to be one of the culprits in prostate swelling. And if you don't think prostate swelling is an issue, get the news. Most men, I think it's about 87% of men over 85 have prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a serious thing. Men's prostate is one of the first things to go. So you want to keep it healthy. So keep it stretched out. Don't be afraid to touch it. Send it some love. Keep that thing juicy and supple. And use herbs like nettle root or um, uh, what's, what's the one from saw palmetto from Florida. That's another good mm-hmm. one. Those will keep your prostate real healthy. And those are herbs that once you get into your 30s, guys, you want to start developing some kind of herbal protocol to keep your testosterone levels up and keep your prostate healthy. So uh, those are a few things that I'd throw out there, and obviously we could go on a long time about it, but but I think the beginning is just uh, finding out where your prostate is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, guys, if you want to check out more about this topic, I have a program called Men Keep Up, and you can also go to Daniel's site, um, danielvitalis.com. but menkeepup.com is also my program, um, which I did with Jay and Joy, the Jing Slingers, from the beginning of the show. And uh, I, do, I also have a video on prostate milking, so you can check that out on how to do that with your hands. Red Hot Touch, um, genital mas- no, anal massage, my anal massage video, Exquisite Anal Massage, has that demonstration in it, as well as the Men Keep Up program, which goes a lot deeper into this topic of milking and prostate massage. And you get a copy of that, John. That sounds nice. I, w- I will send you a copy, sir. <laughs> Please do. I will make sure that you get one. Um, as yeah, we have to go to break. So anyway, it goes so fast. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, boosting testosterone, ways that we can do this, and some of you know Daniel has some really great products. I've actually taken a whole bottle of your deer, deer antler. I have the pine pollen in my kitchen um, at home in my whole herbal tonic bar cabinet that we have going on at home now. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to talk about that when we come back. More sex with Jaya. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Allocadabra. The first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A 
at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya. We're back. We're talking rewilding with Mr. Daniel Vitalis, DanielVitalis.com. I can't help myself. You know, when I think of wild, I think of hot, wild sex. And I'm not even sure, you know, what I want to ask here other than just, you know, briefly chatting about it because I want to get to all your amazing products and talking about testosterone. But, you know, I have couples literally who text each other in bed and, you know, we have Skype sex now. I mean, there's gadgets in the show where, you know, the woman touches one end and it does this thing and there's, you know, all the video games. I was thinking maybe that's an expression of men hunting now. They play video games and shoot things and kill things. But, you know, how can a couple take you know, off their mask, take, take, turn off the television, all that stuff and get wild again. You know, uh, this is a, it's interesting, this question, because it's like, you know, I think a person might expect to hear some kind of, uh, I'll leave all the cool tricks to you because you've got a lot of them. It sounds like, uh, here's what I think. (laughs) Um, Here's what I can share. When you um, orgasm, and when you orgasm, especially with somebody else, there is an, um, you have a pleasure, pleasure switch. I don't know if anyone's seen these studies on what happens when you hook an electrode into the brain of like a monkey, and they can push that and get a serotonin release. Um, you have that. That's your orgasm. And when you orgasm together, there is a very cool, complex uh, um, chemical release that happens. Um, not just serotonin, things like anandamide, but also things like dimethyltryptamine, DMT. This is one of the most powerful psychedelic substances on earth. If you ever can get your hands on that, that's a lovely thing. Um, also, um, our oxytocin uh, gets released there as well. So what's really most powerful for me, not just like cool positions and fun things that we can do sexually and cool tricks and all this stuff, but really what's powerful for me and for my partner is where we get really intimate and we try to feel the high that comes from the orgasm. Because I think as a guy, we, you know, I was used to be very sexually goal-oriented. It was like about the orgasm, but then I wouldn't really allow myself to experience it fully or to mm-hmm. feel it fully. I think that was too vulnerable for me. And then when people get together and have sex and they're not necessarily um, open to being vulnerable, they may not fully go into the experience of the orgasm. But when you can do that with your lover and you can both experience the high that comes from it and you can begin to sensitize yourself to the DMT rush, that's very powerful because that's the thing you produce when you're born and when you die. I mean, this is the most powerful psychoactive substance known, and you can feel this when you orgasm consciously together, especially when you're gazing into each other's eyes and you allow your, yourself to open. The oxytocin is how we bond, and if you can feel that, you can let... Oxytocin is what you release when you see a cute puppy. Oxytocin is what you release when you see a little baby. Oxytocin is what mom produces when she gets birth. And oxytocin is something we were all supposed to experience at birth. However, when mom's had the epidural and mom's on a lot of the drugs and mom's... She, she's Pitocin, exactly, which is a synthetic form of it. The bond doesn't happen. Now, in the animal world, if that bond doesn't happen with oxytocin at birth, the mother will usually abandon the baby. Right. In our culture, we can't do that, but we get emotionally abandoned. A lot of us grow up like that. Orgasm is our ticket back to connectedness with uh, other humans. So if we can allow ourselves to feel oxytocin and we can, our partner can allow that, we can bond and we can connect hearts in such a powerful way. And guys, I understand what keeps you from being committed to your lovers often. I know what that's like. I'm a guy, I know. But I can tell you, if you let your heart open with that feeling of the oxytocin, your partner can do that too, you can develop such a deep, beautiful, powerful, strong bond. And that was something I never knew about before because I wasn't open to that vulnerability. So for me how we get our masks off and how we rewild is we feel again. We have this pleasure switch. It's not bad. It's not dirty. We don't have to be guilty. We can allow ourselves to feel the pleasure that's been put built into our physiology. It's old. It's adaptive. It's ancient. It's there for a reason. So if we can feel it and our partner can feel it and we can be vulnerable with each other, we can get access to the best drugs <laughs> available anywhere. <laughs> they happen to be endogenous right from our own bodies. Are you hearing this, Elos? I am. Okay, Let's good. Get high when you get home. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I'm all over the place today, but I want to go to health. So let's talk colostrum, deer antler, bee pollen, and this last piece, uh, you know, and testosterone. What we all need for health and longevity, men, women, we both need testosterone. Break down some of the myths around some of these products. I get a lot of people who are like deer antler, but that's hurting the deer. Um, you know, what do you have to say? 
Well, I mean, as far as, yeah, okay, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> there, there, I heard earlier when I was uh, getting ready to be on the show, you had some people talking about Taoist herbs, and, and amongst the Taoist herbs, I mean, top, top tier is um, the growing tips of the antler of deer or elk or moose or caribou or any of those cervids. And if you can just picture the growth of an antler, because antlers fall off at the end of the year and they regrow at the beginning of the year, and it takes about three months to grow a complete antler. So if you picture, I have my company, Survival, we work with elk, and you can picture picture how massive four or five foot long antlers uh, on each side. These grow in three months, and then they fall off. And if you can clip those while they're growing, what you're getting there is all of the complex chemicals that cause this rapid growth in tissue. Um, also, the animal is preparing itself for its big sexual escapade of the year, the rut. It's getting ready to first sort of do a little fighting, and then it's getting ready to have a lot, do a lot of fucking, basically. It's going to be some fighting and then some fucking. And all the chemicals are in those antler tips growing out. That's not only do they represent that, like they're not only are they a phallic symbol, but they're actually the place where all those hormones are being concentrated in those pre-hormonal substances, as well as lots of the substances we need in our body for regeneration. Now, the Chinese, they understood this for thousands of years, probably about 3,000 years. And in Russia, it's been understood for about 1,000 years in the Siberian folk medicine. Um, now it's reached the West finally. And what we know is that we can pretty humanely harvest those with maybe the, the stress on the animal that you would have maybe giving blood or something like that. Not incredibly stressful. Does not kill the animal. The animal can have these antlers clipped off, which fall off anyway, uh, and then regrow and um, Companies like mine, Sir Thrival, we work with slaughter-free farms uh, with elk who live out long lives on big open ranches, and we're able to harvest those antlers every year, and actually they get stronger and stronger every year, and we produce a product which a person can take, and those seem to really help to rev up not just testosterone, but in women seem to amplify their um, important sex hormones like progesterone as well, as, and they also feed us a lot of growth factors. So... Um, Antler products have been used primarily by athletes and people looking for regeneration, but if you get online and you start looking, what you'll find is they're most known for libido enhancement. So mm -hmm. um, antler products are fantastic for that. Awesome. And you said deep okay, but that's Suzanne, actually... I have to oh, interrupt you. Yeah, please do. Because we're, we've come to the end. I'm going to oh. have to have you back on, and we're going to have to talk about all those things when I have you back on. No problem. unfortunately, the time has gone so fast. So Do I have time to just say thank welcome. you to everybody for listening? Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. Cool. And you're definitely welcome back on any time. Let's talk about that. I'm going to send you my videos, and <laughs> we'll have that to talk about, too. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can go to Daniel's site, danielvitalis.com. And you can visit my site, sexisyou.com, for more great information like you heard on this show. I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. <laughs> You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.